when you have an idea, it has to be something that you really love because it will get difficult, there will be frustrations. So if you don't love that and you don't have the passion, you will likely give up along the way. What's good, you guys? I am D Lake, and you have just tuned in to Success On Demand, a community where we discuss how to make your dreams profitable. Thanks for tuning in to Success On Demand today. Today is a super special episode. We have one of our international guests on the show, and she's just going to tell us a little bit about her background, as well as some of the things that she does to run a successful business. So if you're interested in, you know, international commerce or just to learn a little bit about how business is done in other places, this is the episode that you want to hear. So I'm going to go ahead and give Emily a chance to introduce her herself and then we'll jump right into the interview. Great, thank you Dai. My name is Emily Wedera, the founder of Awali Shea Butter. My company is based uh, in Nairobi, Kenya. Nairobi is the capital city of, uh, of Kenya and Awali means original in Kiswahili. Kiswahili is our national language so of course we had to look for something that relates um, I mean that that also the the people in Kenya can 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 really relate to something authentic, something original. Um, Awali Shea Butter sells a hundred percent natural Nilotica Shea Butter from Northern Uganda. Uh, so we are we are processing the Shea Butter from Kampala and bringing it to Kenya, where, where we have our regional distribution point. Um, and our target is uh, Eastern Africa and also Sub-Sahara Africa. Um, and then once we have penetrated that market, we will look to, to go uh, to new markets like Europe, but now we are concentrating uh, on e in East Africa and Sub-Sahara Africa. Our shea butter has two main benefits. One is the healing component, and this comprises of 10% of the shea butter. And the other one is a moisturizing component, which is 90%. So when we sell you the shea butter, we are promising you two key results, healing and moisturizing benefits. So for, I have a million things to ask you, for one, <laughs> because I what I talked to you about earlier before we started this interview, um, I was telling you about the shea butter that we have here. Um, what's the difference? Like, what do people um, generally do if they're not making the shea butter 100% how you all's is? Like, how, how does that usually work? Like, what's the difference between those two? So we have the, maybe I can just start by giving you a bit more uh, background information on, on shea butter. So the shea butter um, is expressed or rather is obtained from shea nuts and the shea nuts are coming from shea trees and these uh, trees can only be found in specific countries uh, in Africa um, from West Africa and then ending all the way uh, in East Africa. So we have what we call West Africa shea butter and we have Nilotica shea butter. So what Awali is selling, yes, <laughs> what Awali is selling, uh, Awali is selling Nilotica shea butter from Uganda. Again, not all countries uh, in East Africa are within the Shea Belt. So you as a consumer or someone who is interested in this product, you must be very well aware 
um, I mean, which are the countries that you would, if someone told you that we have shea butter from this country, that you can really rely that the shea butter is genuine. So, and then you can have, uh, so maybe I give you a little bit uh, of differences between the West African and East African uh, shea butter or what we call nilotica. And okay. uh, the name nilotica is just because, you know, it's, the trees are more or less feeding from the river Nile. Okay. Yeah. So the the West African one. Oh, so ideally, they are all coming from the same tree, which is the shade tree. But then okay. the biological composition of the tree in West Africa and East Africa are slightly different. So what then then you get is um, shea butter of different uh, consistency. For example, the West Africa one is a little bit hard. And uh, it takes a bit of effort for you to, to put it on your skin. And the okay. East African one or the Nilotica one it is very creamy, very silky, and it's very soft at room temperature. It will just spread so easily. Uh, and yes, and now when it gets interesting, when you look at the melting ratio, uh, it will take the West African one uh, at least three minutes to melt. Uh, whereas it will take uh, the East African one just one minute to melt. Uh, oh, the smell so is really different. Exactly. And the smell is also quite uh, different. Uh, with the West African one, it, it can tend to be a bit defined, uh, a bit strong. Um, whereas the East African one is, is very light. It's very light in smell. Again, also the colors uh, can differ. The East Africa one is ivory in color, and um, the West Africa one it's okay, like deep yellow to off white. But both have the same pH level. Both are unrefined. Both can be used by people who are inspired by natural living. They are both good shea butter. It's only you know some prefer one to the other. So for us, we are focusing, our shea butter, we are focusing just on the Nilotica shea butter. We don't sell anything else. This is what we want to specialize in. Um, and then, of course, that is uh, what we have is unrefined shea butter, which has no chemicals. Um, and like you still have your nutrients, it's raw, it's pure. All the nutrients are there. And then we have something else called refined. So refined has been a bit modified chemically to remove uh, the smell. And sometimes in, instead of being uh, the ivory color, it tends to be white. So those are the differences, yes. <laughs> and when you first began your business, um, as far as selling shea butter, were you always using the Mylotica shea butter or you know, did you do some trial and error? Actually, um, I started using uh, shea butter. It was just by coincidence that I came across this product. So I moved to Kampala, Uganda in 2014. And at the time, I had just uh, gone natural or what most ladies say, you know, you cut your treated hair, you do your big chop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> your chemically treated hair is off. And at that time, you're just trying all different kinds of products. And it was my search for natural hair products uh, in Kampala that I came across the Uganda or the Nilotica Shea Butter. So I have not tried uh, the West African one. 
before I tried the East African one. But from time to time, of course, I have interfaced with the product because as a person who is in this business, I have to really understand what are the differences uh, with these two and so that I can give clear information to the consumer and, and the public. So um, I haven't been using the West African one, but certainly I have come across it. Okay. Yes. Okay. I can definitely understand that, yeah. especially since you told me that the um, mylotica. I hope I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. You said mylotica. Nilotica. 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 Yes. Nilotica. Yeah, like so, from the Nile. <laughs> from the Nile. Oh, Nilotica. Yes. Okay, I heard you say that those trees are fed by the river, but yes. I didn't know you're saying Nile. Okay, so Nilotica. Yeah. So especially since you said that the Nilotica um, shea butter is softer. So I could see why you're for what you're selling it for. It'd be perfect for consumers like me. Yeah. So I can definitely understand that. And since you did say, um, you know, the the countries that you're serving as far as your main customer base, how is your commerce? Like, do you mainly do sales online? Do you have like a brick and mortar? Like, what's your, you know, way of selling? Okay. Uh, so we we initially started out uh, with Facebook and then graduated to Instagram. But now uh, we have explored also other alternatives to get our product out there. Um, so I, I invest quite a lot uh, in organic markets. So whenever okay. there's an organic market somewhere, we will be there. Uh, mostly that is in Nairobi. And then we are trying to get into distributor partnerships. Um, oh. So like we have, we, we have uh, some already in Kenya, uh, in the main cities, at least uh, three main cities. We have one in Mombasa, we have, uh, we have one in Kisumu, and there's one we are trying to close in, um, in, a, in, a, in a, well, not city, but a town called Eldoret. And again, we also have some very good contacts in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam. We are trying to as well go into South Africa. So um, it has been quite a good reception and, uh, you know, getting out there. Of course, Facebook and Instagram have been very instrumental and we appreciate that those platforms are there. But then um, we are also exploring what are the other ways that we can, we can really push, push the product out there to the market. So, and those right. are some of the ways that we are trying to explore. Of course, then we would just be uh, looking for partnerships. So we look at companies who use shea butter as an ingredient uh, in making uh, cosmetic or personal care products. And we would mm -hmm. reach out to them and try to see if we can establish uh, partnerships. So we don't have like one model. Oh. We don't have like one model. We, we are trying all avenues yeah, that we can. So with the distribution channels that you were talking about, I think you said four or five different places where you have them. Yes. Is that basically um, someone who has the rights to sell your Awali Shea Butter? So we have two types. Uh, normally, there's, uh, there are distributors who are buying the product on wholesale and then mm -hmm. they retail. There are some who oh. take on, yes, and then there are some who take on consignments. So where they, they take a number of uh, pieces and then they sell, then they, they will pay back Awali. But of course, there has to be very good, um, I mean, how do you say, like there has to be very, it has to be well organized. Um, and 
with those kind of distribute uh, distribution partnerships you you need to sign agreements especially uh, how will the payment be done because for any startup it is important that you can get your cash flow yes. going <laughs> or else uh, i mean you know if someone has uh, 200 pieces of a while you're sitting somewhere <laughs> and they are not paying so we we had to look at i mean how do we bridge i mean how do we bridge that and the fact that we want our cash flow to keep going we don't want people to hold uh, or our distributors to hold consignments and then you know it takes such a long time so we are trying to to more encourage that um we enter into a, a wholesale agreement so where they can pick and we we have priced uh, we have a pricing schedule that is based on minimum order quantity so based on your moq then the more you order it gives you economies of scale ideally so it's more to also encourage it's more to encourage the distributors to take advantage of this because then if you order 100 pieces the price that you get per piece compared to the one who takes 50 pieces is a bit different mhm and it benefits them more to save money to buy exactly. I used to buy wholesale so i understand that you always want to buy more <laughs> exactly exactly and we always encourage them to do that And so from from what you told me would it be ideal for you all to um you know go fully wholesale is that something that you guys are interested in where you're only doing wholesale sales um not quite because um you know of course doing uh, wholesale you will move many pieces or many numbers in one go but also mm-hmm. retail gives you that benefit of relating directly with the client And that's something that we we don't want to I mean we don't want to lose because it's those testimonials the feedback that just validates everything we are doing so in as much mm-hmm. as we have the wholesale option really our key is to to relate directly with the with the clients in fact if also our distributors can have the same approach we appreciate so much because it's that feedback that can enable us to do better to do more Wow, and that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I knew that was going to lead me to my next question, yeah. um which was going to be what's the culture of your company? Like what is um what are some values that you all uphold and that you share with your employees? All right, so we have uh four main values uh in our company and one that really really stands out uh it's teamwork. um and because uh, we believe that uh, we cannot do it alone or i cannot do it alone the reason why i as the founder i have a team uh i have a business development team i have uh i have one person also who is in charge of operations and i take care of strategic partnerships and financial planning so that's how we are trying to complement each other Um and then we also believe in excellence. We want to to we want to lead in this industry. We want you yes. to think uh, when you hear Shaybata you think of Ali Shaybata. Yes, uh, that is it. <laughs> yeah, and uh the other value that we have is uh innovation. How we package ourselves and how we sell our brand. We we want you to when you when you see the brand you you buy a feeling you buy an emotion so and and uh, in relation to innovation we have something called uh, know your product uh, wednesday where we are trying to educate if you look at our instagram feed 
we look at Facebook, we have a lot of information there for the, for the consumer. We want you to understand what you are buying. And we give you all these differences. Every Wednesday, we will run something about shea butter industry. It could also be like news, updates, uh, changing trends. We will give all that information. Um, so, of course, it really, it, 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 it really, I mean, for us, innovation is, is everything. Uh, it, it's, it validates what we are trying to do. Um, and, and I think it, it has really shown also how we are approaching social media, and uh, how we are trying to position to position ourselves. The other uh, value that we have is uh, passion. We love and we believe in the product that we are offering to the market. So each of the of the Awali uh, team members actually is using the product, and their family are. So we are not selling you something that we you know we do not know. We are selling you some right. uh, a product that we really understand. We know how it behaves uh, given different conditions and also our families are using. So something that my family would use, I could I feel comfortable to sell uh, to, to the public. I would feel comfortable if my customer is, you know, using it. So those are the four main values that, you know, are, are really guiding every aspect of our operation. And now I heard you mention a few different employees that you have. When you first started Awali Shea, was it just you or did you um, come right out the gate um, with people who were on your team as well? So what happened, uh, I, I had the idea. And then uh, because I'm based in Kampala and I wanted the regional distribution point to be based in Nairobi. Um, mm -hmm. So I reached out to my sister. My sister is based in Nairobi and we registered the business together wow. and then um, yeah so we, we 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 registered the business together and then we were joined uh, later by a, a team of two who are now uh, assisting us with uh, business development so they look for markets both retail and and uh, and wholesale and of course we have our, our brand ambassador so mainly for her, she's the face, uh, she's, you know, the face of the company. When you look at our posters, that's the person that you see. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yes. I love that picture, by the way, with the baby, yes, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah like <laughs> so that's our, uh, and, and everybody has roles, responsibilities. Uh, so like for her, it's more to propel the brand, to communicate, um, and then... Uh, operations with my sister, you know, taking care of um, all practical staff and then the business development team, they're just out there looking for markets. Oh, I like that. And it sounds like you have your your team pretty well put together. When when we talk about the date that Owali Shea was founded, mm -hmm. how long have you been in business? We have been in, okay, so we registered the business last year, Feb, uh, February of 2016. But what? yes, but Good we did job. not sell. Yes, but we did not sell anything until February this year. Wow! Because in between then we were trying to get uh, the right structures set up, systems uh, coming up with a business plan. Um, so it took us at least a good ten months, uh, and you know, trying also to do product testing, uh, trying to. To, to get uh, the product certified uh, under the Uganda Bureau of Standards. 
So it took us 10 months. Uh, we launched this year uh, in February again. So we just decided let's sell, let's get started. And we will learn, you know, as the challenges and obstacles are coming, we will, we will just have to overcome them. So we have been in business for just six months. <laughs> wow, good job, yes. seriously. I mean, like really selling. The, the selling aspect itself is just from February. Wow, yes. Yeah. You guys are doing an awesome job, even as we're far trying. as like the <laughs> promotion and the quality of the pictures that you all use and and everything. And when I'm now I have other questions for you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so since business here in the in the States, I know it's um different than business there. So okay. when you tell me about the the Buru that you guys had to get approved by before the product could be on the shelf. It's just like the FDA here. Mm-hmm. What were the what were the order of steps that you had to take when you first said, you know, I want to create this business with shea butter? Mm-hmm. What were the steps that you had to take? Um, you know, you don't have to go in depth, but just tell us a few things you had to do before you could actually say, this is on sale and I'm ready for my first customer. Okay, so um, ideally, uh, of course, uh, the certification is done in, in three forms. They will certify the production process. They mm-hmm. certify uh, the packaging material that you're using, and they will certify your labeling. You know, what kind of information are you giving the consumer out there like um, to inform them of the product so that they know exactly what they're buying. So in terms of cert- certification, you have to be ready with the production process and it has to flow. Uh, and and then in your packaging, you you must know how your product behaves when it's packed in a particular container, and when it's exposed uh, to different kind of weather, how does it behave? Um, wow. And then of course the labeling, uh, there is some information that has to be there <laughs> for any for any product. I mean, like we had to learn things like um, uh, batch numbers have to be there, and that's very important. Oh. And sometimes. When you when you look at maybe some homemade products, you you may not find this, but that is information that you learn along the way because like a batch number is specific because it will identify this product or that unit that you hold at that time all the way to the production to the shade trees and the nut where that uh, you know butter came from. So those are things oh that we gosh. learn, and also the the testing process can take time. Uh, I think we had to run three lab tests. Um, and then uh, sometimes it's not also very clear with um, I mean like maybe the process is not so clear so you keep planning along the way so the reason why for us it has taken time but I would encourage anybody who is starting to already know get your process right get your labeling right find out what needs to be there and then you know get your packaging right as well so the the lab testing that you had to do is yes. that something where you had to send off the product to someone in order for them to test it for you, or was that done in house? Uh, no, you can't do it uh, in house because uh, it's an external. How do you say? Like it's an external assessment or measurement oh. of standards. So the the body, uh, like for example, in your country of operation, the body that is mandated to give those standards, they will come, certify the process. They will pick sample of the product. They will pick your packaging container. They will also pick your label. And, you know, they, they can give you, okay, you need to correct here. You need to change this information. This is not enough. 
this doesn't you know it's it's not so clear that the consumer cannot see so they will do the certificate i mean they will do the the lab testing themselves okay. for you as a for you as a you know as a brand or as a manufacturer you just have to make available whatever information is requested of you oh yeah, okay yeah. so that makes sense mm-hmm. and with production is that something where um you hire out a warehouse not a warehouse but a um you know like a producer to make that for you or is that something where you ended up you know finding a place and hiring your own people to help you with that okay so for our case uh we took the option of partnering with uh with a local producer here who uh, is expressing uh, the shea the shea butter for us and we had done a lot of research um, and they met the criteria that we were, you know, looking for because for us quality was, uh, you know, very important and consistency. So after a lot of research uh, on, on uh, you know, manufacturing farms that are in Uganda that can express this for us, we narrowed down on uh, our partners. So when it came to certification, we were getting certified uh, as a sub-brand of our manufacturer. Mm. Very interesting. And that's yes. just something, is that just for, for you all or whenever someone use that ma- uses that manufacturer, they become like a, a sub partner? Like, how does that work? Um, well, I, at the time they were also new, so we were trying to navigate because they also started in uh, last year when we were also starting. So, oh. I mean, we've really come from far together. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean, and... I, I think that's the benefit that we we have with them because uh, we we really started uh, together. So um, right now, I don't believe that there is uh, anybody else they are certifying under. I think this is just an arrangement that they were trying to sort of see how it can work with us, and we were both new in this trade. So I definitely understand that, and that's good that you you guys linked up at that perfect time because yes. now. Both of you can grow together and things exactly. will change and get better, all that good stuff. Yeah. And with what the way that you're doing business, are there multiple um, companies there who sell this shea butter or is it um, pretty much an industry that you've monopolized there? Um, I wouldn't say that we have uh, monopolized because uh, we, we do have at least, um, we do have at least quite a number of people bringing shea butter from West Africa mm-hmm. but uh, the Nilotica one there's a little I mean there's a, a little less information on on this product and that's where my farm is trying to tap into um, I mean if you wanted shea butter you can get yes uh, I believe there are a few actors there but I think it's the quality because we have had often uh, our customers and repeat customers coming back because of the quality and that what we you know they often say what we we are selling them is what we actually promise so and i think for me whether they are several or not it's it's good competition and then it means that you know we uh, as as brands or as uh, people in this industry we then have to live up to to good quality and to standards and most importantly to ensure that our activities are not exploiting the women who are collecting these shea nuts on daily basis because at the end of the value chain they are the ones who are least benefiting 
since there is a good number of competition, how do you differentiate yourself there in Africa to, to make sure that your company stands out? Uh, of course, we are trying to be very consistent uh, on social media. Uh, we, we try to, to make sure that we also give information so that it's not about just selling. We give information and a lot of information. So, and, and I think that is giving us a little bit of edge because by the time um, a customer or a potential one is buying our product, they are fully aware. And I think that is separating us because, you know, some will ask you, oh, I didn't know that it can do like that. I didn't know that it can give me these results. I didn't know that I can mm -hmm. use it on my skin. I thought it's just for the hair. So it, it's the information that you give the customers that they will come back to you to buy from you and to promote your brand. So that is really working at our advantage. Of course, again, with the quality and the fact that, you know, we promise that the product will always be there. Yes. yes. And it sounds like you guys are really um, serious about customer service. Exactly. Because I, I heard you mention, you know, those interactions with the customer, those reviews, those, um, you know, where they just, just come up to you and say, you know, because of the quality, I'm going to keep coming back to you guys. And I can tell that that's important to you all. So yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it's no problem. And with with what you do, as far as, um, you know, making sure that the product is available and with your wholesale operations, how do you advertise? Like, what are your main forms of advertising? I know you mentioned Instagram and social media, but do you guys do anything there, like in your hometown, to advertise? Um, we we are trying to to sort of like branch out. Sometimes we do use uh, paid advertising, okay. but most of the time it's just Facebook and Instagram. As you know, with any startup, we don't have. Uh, all this income to invest maybe you know like in newspaper advertising or tv mm -hmm. advertising so we are trying to look at advertising forms that don't really cost us money so we also have flyers and we would leave them like at a cafe at a cafe that would allow us to leave flyers there we would leave them at the reception or somewhere where you know people are generally I mean, there's a lot of traffic. We would leave them there. Okay. Then, you know, someone can pick and um, if they like what they read on the information and then they can contact us. So we are trying to use uh, to, to, how do you say, like we are, we are trying to focus more on branding materials and getting them out there to communicate what we are doing, to communicate about our brand. I like that. And do you plan to um, cross boundaries once you guys grow? Yeah, uh, for now, our focus is, um, in fact, this is our vision to be a leading player in uh, personal care in Eastern and Southern Africa. So yeah. at that point, when we feel that, you know, we, we are actually comfortable in that, you know, in that, uh, in that space, then we will, we will also try to branch out because one of the main challenge that we have faced is uh, logistics, you know, uh, we've had, say, orders from South Africa, but just trying to get the product there, the logistics have been quite tricky. We are, of course, now uh, learning, you know, what, what courier farms we can use uh, in case a client needs the product uh, in a lead time of three days. How fast can we get it to them, say, in South Africa or, 
or maybe Zambia. So until we can get comfortable with handling the logistics in Eastern and Southern Africa, we may not really in this year explore Northern America, but that is still something in our pipeline. But for now, really we have, uh, how do you say, we have zero grazed our geographic, <laughs> geographic location. I love how um, like sure you are and how, I'm not sure how to say what I'm trying to say, but how aware you are of what the limits are for what you're trying to do. Even as far as the logistics, because when I'm talking to other business owners and we're talking about international sales or even just going from one state to the other, sometimes, you know, it it doesn't cross your mind that, you know, my butter may melt or (laughs) what company can get it there quickly or who allows me to ship these kind of substances. It's a big deal. So I like that you thought about that. Yeah. And it's also equipment. So we had uh, we had an issue with the with the butter melting. And so we bought a sealing machine mm-hmm. um, only to come and realize that the sealing machine is perfect as we wanted it and it will serve the purpose. But our container is a, is too thin and we oh. may need to change the rim. Yes. I mean, so those are things that you, you keep planning. So at least now we do have a sealing machine or it's called induction machine. And um, so this one, you, you just seal the product. So by the time the client is getting it, even if it was melting, uh, particularly, you know, if if I'm going to ship to maybe Mozambique, by the time it gets there, it could it, it could maybe melt a little bit. But you know, when it's sealed, it's it's protected, and that the client will get it still when it, you know no contamination at all. So um, you you keep planning. So now we have planned uh, with our na- next batch of containers. We we may have to you know to change and make sure that it's a little bit thick so that the sailing machine can work well. So you, you keep learning. Would you have to go through that same process of getting the um, the container approved again? Yes. No, because now the container has already been approved. Uh, so it's just a matter of making, the manufacturer will just have to make it a little bit thicker. Oh, so on modifications the to the one Exactly, on the rim. We are not changing the container. We are not changing how it looks. The colors remain the same, but it would just have to, to 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 be a little bit thicker on the rim so that it can it can accept the aluminum foil that works with the induction machine. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot, especially since now it's still going to work out for you guys. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what is what we have found that when you think you have addressed one issue, and then you always keep learning, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really a learning. It's been a steep learning curve for us. We we keep learning every day, um, and we read. Uh, we are reading a lot um, on you know on, on shea butter. We are reading a lot on on just you know what are the moving trends in the personal care beauty industry. So you you keep learning. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that because I relate to you on some of the things that you're saying because it is a constant <laughs> learning process, especially exactly. for a startup. And yes. we're we're coming to the end here, but I do have a few more closing questions for you. Um, okay. The first one is how important are, well, actually, how important is investing in your business to you? Um, for me, maybe let me approach it in, um, in a different way. Um, First, you have to, when you have an idea, 
it has to be something that you really love because it will get difficult there will be frustrations so mm -hmm. if you don't love that and you don't have the passion you will likely give up along the way so there has to be something uh, beyond money that keeps you going mm -hmm. yeah because there are some months you know maybe you will not make good sales there are some you know where the sales will be so good uh, so there has to be that passion and for us that is very very important and i'm so happy that i share that passion together with my team who all believe you know in the product so and uh, we are investing a lot of time we have invested also a lot of uh, resources in terms of money but i mean that 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 for us is we are slowly beginning to see the results and mm. uh, and and you know the results are validating the efforts that we have been putting since February of 2016. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like that. And the the next question that I have for you, after a long day of work and interacting cuz I know you deal with the um, you know, business relationship aspect of the business. How, what are some things that you do to um, unwind or charge back up so you can be ready for the next day? <laughs> exercise. <laughs> After uh, a long classic. day, come home and exercise. <laughs> I go, yeah, I, I love to go to the gym. Um, sometimes I, you know, either I, if I get home so late and I, I, I do not manage to do that, I, I read a lot. Um, and yeah so mainly exercise uh, reading and just just relaxing at home <laughs> you yeah. sound like me yes i wish <laughs> when i was tired i wanted to work out but i'll get to that you'll be in my head the next time i come home and I'm like you know what emily said <laughs> so yes you just and you encouraged and inspired me so i'll think of you tomorrow when i'm tired <laughs> and your last question What's one yeah. thing that you learned during this startup that you would like to share with another small business who may be getting ready to have their startup process? Um, one of the things that, I mean, for us has been a big takeaway. When you're an entrepreneur, you need to surround yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself. Yes. Because you are all facing the same challenges. And again, uh, if Emily has faced a challenge, maybe someone else can learn from me and they don't have to face the same challenge. You know, they yes. can they can learn from my story, they can they can they can see the path that we have taken, what challenges we were able to overcome, how we did it, and you know, they can try and avoid it. So for me, I would say surround yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs. They will really in inspire you. Oh you will God. learn. You will learn a lot from them, uh, and I'm so lucky. Uh, for our case, we are surrounded with other, you know, upcoming entrepreneurs. So we keep learning from each other. They discover something new. We take notes. How did you go about this? And and also not to shy away to share information. Yes, and. Yeah. For the sake of making sure that everyone could hear what you were saying, I contained my excitement. But everything that you just said is the exact reason why success on demand even exists today. Because we yeah. want to make sure that, you know, if just like you said, if Emily does something, 
and you realize that, hey, this isn't so good for a business like mine, why not share that so that all of the, you know, one or 200 other people won't make the same mistake and then we can all progress together. So I I definitely agree with that. I love that response. Love that. For for us, that has been, I, I would say in terms of my key takeaway, and it has worked to our advantage because you share networks, you gain networks. Yes. Yes, we are definitely on the same page. So thank you. Thank you so much. This interview was amazing. And and because I didn't want to take up your whole day, (laughs) I I just (laughs) made sure I asked you my core questions just so that we could, you know, get our feet wet and learn a little more about Awali Shea. And, you know, if we're if any of us ever travel to that area, maybe, you know, stopping by and seeing where we can buy some ourselves, because I, I know Africa in general and not just among, you know, African Americans. I feel like Africa in general is really becoming a hub for tourists, especially mm-hmm. um and just people, you know, having more interest in traveling there. So I think it'd be really cool for people to just be more aware of your company so that if they ever do travel there, you know, maybe they can come and give you guys some business. <laughs> exactly yeah and i mean they can tour africa it's beautiful east africa is is amazing we have the best nature oh my gosh don't make me jealous (laughs) don't make me jealous you should come i want to come i will be you already have your contact information so when i reach out to you when i'm there make sure you respond because i don't know where i'm going we will certainly we will certainly (laughs) but Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show. This was amazing, and I learned a lot myself. And I think I'm even going to write a blog about this just because sometimes people don't get to hear about how business is in other places. You know, it's not the same Mm -hmm. everywhere. So it's cool to get that aspect from you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. It is no problem at all. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. Um, once again, we had Emily from Awali Shea on the, Shea on the show today. And she just told us a little bit about everything, really. So today was a great day. And make sure that you, um, you know, check out the, the rest of our interviews and make sure that you catch this one specifically on iTunes and Google Play, as well as on our platform, dlake.com. And thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Hello, my name is Emily Wedera. You've heard my story here first on Success On Demand.